Hi there. We're back studying, praying in the last days and believing God for our households and believing God for um, souls and to help people get delivered and set free. And I'm telling you, the power of God can set anybody free. He is well able to set somebody free. If he can find a... If he can find someone in the earth to be an ambassador for him, to take hold of the word of truth, to stand firm with it, and to listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost and do what he tells us to do. I've found that when uh, I'd say to him, it's, I've, I've always, this is my relationship with God has been through the years, uh, to the Lord correct me or confirm me. And if you're willing to release whatever you're holding on to, whether it's your thought patterns or your, your wants and desires, just to release it and say, Lord, correct me or confirm me and, um, and allow him to correct you. And he'll come in and make just a little minor adjustment. He'll just tweak it and say, well, why don't you look at it like this? And it's like, oh, okay, I can do that. And so um, he's uh, looking for a man among us to stand in the gap and build up a hedge. I think we're running out of time and those people that are in bondage that cannot have not been able to respond to the gospel, they need some help. And that's what we're here for. And it could be in your family. It could be your husband and your children. Uh, if someone's on drugs somewhere, this is where you get them set free, is learning how to pray in these last days. And we were talking last week about, um, we've been through the outline of establishing your motive, purifying your hearts, getting the idols out of our heart so that the Holy Spirit can speak clearly to us, that we have clean hands and a pure heart, and then getting, getting to the root of the tree, uh, putting the ax to the root of the tree and preparing the way of the Lord. It's like going in and getting all the obstacles out of the way. What are the obstacles, Lord, that are hindering this person from full salvation and fulfilling destiny? And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, I'm always amazed how um, he can speak so uh, directly to us. I'm like, it's amazing to me. How did you get that across to me? How did you cause me to understand that? And he can just, he can just, I was thinking this morning, he just unveils things. He doesn't always say this, this, and this and speak words, but all of a sudden there's an unveiling inside your being and you understand a different way. And I just love to, to see how powerful he is about that. He's been such a friend in my life. And I encourage you to, I encourage all of us. I get as much encouragement out of these as anybody. And I encourage all of us to um, draw closer to him. Uh, that's where Jesus said, I won't leave you as orphans, but I'll send the Holy Ghost. And that's why he did that, was to walk us through this lifetime as safely as possible. So uh, last week we looked at, in putting the ax to the root of the tree, preparing the way of the Lord, and we, look, we were looking at some scriptures about seeking uh, the Lord for information and strategy in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Uh, Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. You know, as I say that, I'm thinking, if you've got somebody in your life that you're praying for, get God's vision for them. That will help your faith tremendously. Get God's vision for them. And uh, uh, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart. You may be looking at them and just saying, well, they have this problem and, 
and they're they're probably you're not even believing uh, to the height that God would have us believe for. And I'm talking to myself right now. Let's get God's vision for the people we're praying for, and um, and learn to hold on to that. It will strengthen our faith if we know that this is that we're working with God on this. So eye has not seen, their ear heard. Uh, Neither has it entered into the heart of man. The great things God has stored up and made ready for those who love him, but they're searched out by the Spirit. This is 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Searched out by the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit goes in and inquires, and then he utters and speaks and calls. And we talked about praying in the Holy Ghost last week and speaking the scriptures over things. And that we want to loose them and set them free. In uh, Proverbs 5.22, it talks about his own iniquities shall take the, the wicked and he shall be held with the cords of his, sin, of his sins. So a lot of times people are in bondage to their own sin. And then um, we're going to look at Isaiah 58 later on. But um, it, you, you, are, you do, the, that's a powerful scripture because you obtain rewards for this. There are rewards for these things. You're not just doing this to be doing it. The first reward will be God will be pleased and honored. The second one will be this person will be blessed and fulfill destiny. And the third, you get a reward because, you know, he said you will receive a hundredfold return in this age and the age to come, eternal life for all that you've given into the gospel. So everything that you do to pray the gospel into someone else, you it multiplies by a hundred and comes splashing back on you. And so um, when we ask, we need to seek God and ask him what to ask for and then to go be busy about our father's business. And the next out part of the outline was, okay, we're going to establish our motive. We're going to set the, prepare the way, set the ax to the root of the tree. And now we're going to say, don't get caught in the distractions of the devil. And this comes out of Luke 21, 34 through 36. And it says, take heed to yourselves. Jesus is saying this to his disciples. Take heed to yourselves. Uh, let me back up a minute and say the reason we want to look at this is because the minute you start praying for someone, if there are any demons that hold them in bondage and, and don't be distracted by the fact that uh, you're thinking, well, they're Christians. Why would demons have them in bondage? Well, demons influence and persecute Christians. They, they can't feel their... They can't be uh, demon-possessed, a Christian can't, but he can be harassed by demons. He can be um, have developed demonic habits because uh, of being off base in different things. So um, you don't want to be distracted by these things. So Jesus is saying, take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that day come upon you. So the thing is that the devil will harass you if you start harassing him in this person's life. And if you, my experience has been when you really target someone and lock into it and begin pushing him out and pushing him out of the place, and commanding him to loose them and let them go, and you start that targeted prayer, he's going to come start stepping on your toes. He's going to start harassing your life. He's going to have that person even turn more against you than they might have been already. And so um, 
don't get distracted by all these, anything that he's kicking up his heels and trying to do. The distractions, uh, the overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, cares of this life, so that the day come upon us unaware. For as a snare shall, shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, this is where Jesus was talking about, don't, don't let the cares of this life and be, you know, it's overcharged with drunkenness. I don't drink, but I could get drunk on my own flesh. That's selfishness, if you will. Your mind is only on yourself. And, and you get drunk on self. We, we get drunk, we get drunk on ourselves and we get drunk on the flesh. And so, um, he said, take heed and don't let your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting drunkenness and cares of this life. So you, your mind can become consumed. Years ago, uh, Pastor Jack and I were in a place where, uh, he took on, well, he went into the ministry actually at that time. And our finances went way down. And so I ended up, because he was learning a new career of sorts, he came out of the insurance business and went into the ministry. I ended up paying all the bills and taking care of the finances uh, because he was busy learning a new career. And I got so, uh, and our finances went way down to what our bills were. So it was... um, it, I had a demonic oppression on me and it, and it was really, really hard. And, uh, I got so caught up in, I got so caught up in, um, uh, trying to, uh, do it right and make sure I got it all done. And I was, uh, you know, I just was trying to figure out how to get all the bills paid and still have some money left over. And I was just getting consumed with this. And, uh, so I finally decided I needed to, I would put on a praise tape and go in the other room and just unhook. And I'd come out and be fine. And then I'd go back and sit down and be uh, hooked back into that worry and that concern. And one month I finished all the bills and we had $300 left over. And I was so proud of myself. I thought I've learned it. I've conquered. I've become a conqueror of finances and you know what? The next month I learned that I had forgotten to pay the tithe. And I was stunned because we were avid tithers and I, I didn't realize, I didn't even know I had forgotten to pay the tithe. And I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, how did I forget to pay the tithe? We've always tithed and it's not even been a consideration. How did I forget? Well, he took me to a scripture in First Corinthians. See, the Bible will guide us along the way and that's how he will speak to us. If you say you never hear from God, it's because you're not talking his language. We've got to get in and find out what he has to say about things. And it talks in uh, one of the first Corinthians, I think, three, but how the God of this world will blind the minds of the unbelievers. And I was basically insulted because I was not an unbeliever. And uh, the Lord was calling me an unbeliever, it sounded like. And I said, Lord, why would you say that? And it, because I had been an unbeliever concerning these finances, concerning his care for us, concerning his provision and concerning paying the bills. That's what got me so entrapped and worrying and the cares of this life. They became a prison to me. And 
in that place, the devil was able to blind my mind to the truth. And so uh, let the Lord correct you when, it, when it's time. That's going to be a safe place for you. Let the Lord correct you. For as a snare shall it come on all of them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Remember, pr praying is a safe place. It's part of the secret place of the Most High God. It's a safe place. Pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. You know, uh, and I've experienced this. We can walk right through all the devastation that's going on. We can walk right through it. When you're, when you're targeted, oh, I can't remember where it was I was reading this morning talking about, uh, oh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. The, the word weapons there has to do with um, what you're busy with. What your mind is, set your mind on the things above where Christ is, what your mind is set on, what your life is given to, and what you're busy with becomes your weapon. It becomes your weapon. And so um, you, you can get, um, you can walk through some of the most dangerous times and not be touched. When you're doing, when you're actually doing what the word says, when you're busy about your father's business. Now, the cares of this life, the definition there is it's a diversion. And so just be prepared that when you target someone, you've got someone you're praying for or a situation you're praying over that the devil is going to divert your attention. He's got to see he doesn't have any power. He doesn't have any power. His only power is to, to build up finances, is to, to steal kill or destroy. He does not have the power to do things to us if we know who we are in Christ. So uh, he has to distract us off of the, the power of God and, and all that God's given to us to work with. So a diversion is, now listen to this, it's an attack that draws the attention and force of the enemy from the point of principal operation. So what is your principle? You're believing to pay off your debts. You're believing uh, for a soul. You're believing to fulfill your destiny, whatever it is that you, and that, that's another important issue is that we need to decide. I did a uh, seminar years ago called Decide, Declare, and Do. You got to decide. The lack of decision is, is really dangerous. We got to decide and and I'm saying that as one that has a hard time with these things. I mean, you know, locating myself and staying there is sometimes kind of hard. So <clears throat> diversion, the cares of this life is a diversion. A diversion is an attack that draws the attention and force of the enemy from the point of principal operation. So he's going to, he's going to come, he's got to come in there and, uh, 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 Draw your attention over here. I mean, he'll he'll go he'll go off to the side and kick up his heels and throw throw stones at you and do everything so you can go over here and get mad. Do you know what I discovered about myself not too long ago? That I was getting offended at the evil, wicked people of the world. That's as as much of a uh, of a blocker as anything. Just and and you we tend to give ourselves permission. Because they're so wrong. They're wrong. They're wicked. They're evil. 
And so we have permission, but, but that's what, that's a care of this life that is drawing our attention away from focusing on the Lord and focusing on the power. If, if we, if we spend our time, um, uh, believing God, bearing fruit, let's put it like that. If we spend our time bearing the positive fruit, then we won't have time to get hooked up with the wicked stuff. And so um, don't let the devil deceive you. Amen. I, I just want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, wherever we have been distracted from the, uh, what does it say, uh, the point of principal operation, wherever we have been distracted, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to help each and every one of us that's listening to my voice right now. Point it out to us, Lord. Correct us or confirm us. Wherever we've been distracted from the point of principal operation and the enemy has deceived us or uh, scattered our attention somewhere else, we ask you to forgive us for that and to point it out to us. Show us. And, and show us the person that you would have us uh, believe in. The one that's in bondage that needs to needs what we're talking about needs this deliverance whether it be in our family whether it be in our office and our jobs whether it be in our church wherever it is or whether it be in our government which it very much is <laughs> our government is a great place of prayer so we just ask you to um, manifest your glory through us as we stand in the gap and build up a hedge so your wrath will be satisfied. So we thank you for that, Lord. Teach us as we go along. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me hear from you, and I'll see you next week. Bye.